Humans are, without a doubt, creative. It's in our bones. For centuries we've danced, invented, sculpted, written, moulded, sung, built, taught, performed, painted, nurtured, gardened, discovered, explored, and more. We are creative beings, and it's time to celebrate that. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and waterways on which I record this podcast, the Boon people of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to the Rust Creative Podcast. My name is Viv, and I'm the founder of Rust and the person behind the microphone. Rust exists to serve, inspire, and activate your creative magic. And this podcast is an extension of that mission. Together, we'll explore the depths and joys of creativity and art and business and living in alignment and following our purpose and working with our energy and so many more other delicious things. I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to listen to me today and possibly a beautiful guest and yeah enjoy sit back grab a cuppa I am just so happy to have you here good afternoon happy Venus day I am really excited about our topic of conversation today which is all around when and if you should quit your day job So I'm actually coming to this conversation with a new perspective because recently I, I guess, got a new day job. Um, It's very, it's very casual. It's like maybe one or two days a week. It's in a warehouse packing orders, which I always said, like, if I wasn't running a business, that would be my dream job, that or working in a bookstore because I love the, like, I guess for lack of a better word like the monotonous kind of uh, sequence of packing things like I like to write the love notes I like to pack things really neatly I've got some Virgo placements Mars and Virgo so I like to have things very neat and precise and looking beautiful so like packing orders is actually it doesn't even really feel like work for me because I can just do it and it feels effortless like I'm gliding along water so (laughs) that's really fun And I'm actually feeling really good about the decision to take on this little bit of extra work because it only came into my lap a couple of days ago. Um, And before that, you know, like many other small businesses and independent makers, uh, I have been financially impacted quite significantly because of COVID. Like, yeah, without going into the numbers, it was huge. Like, I, yeah, I think I'm currently like running off about a quarter of what I was before COVID and that's like in terms of income um so not even including Rust expenses which again I've I've cut really lean and I think I'll do an episode on like realistic business expenses especially if you're running an online business because they don't have to have that many things anyway so this is gonna be really nice because I'm actually gonna have a little bit of money to breathe with which is so nice because yeah I get my beautiful orders um, and as I grow the mentoring side of this business into more sustainable lasting income um, 
it's nice just to have a backup and to have an extra income stream essentially to release the pressure a little bit um so it's quite it's quite funny because when I resigned from my last day job to go full-time in rust I was such a smug little bitch and I was like this is the last (laughs) letter of resignation I'm ever gonna hand in I'm never gonna write a resume again uh and I think like a lot of us just that beautiful just like trusting optimism of like it's gonna be cool uh, and then not realizing what would happen six months later. So it was, it's been very interesting even just to witness that evolution of myself uh, because back then I, I really do think my pride would have been quite injured with um, having to look to other places to get money. Uh, whereas now I actually feel really good about it and it feels easy. And yeah, just having that different perspective has really changed a lot for me. So with that in mind, I I guess that's a good little preface to this conversation of where I'm coming from because I think if I felt like recorded this even six months ago, I would have a very different energy. But now I just have such a deep gratitude for this opportunity to, yeah, to work in this warehouse. A couple days I went into it. They know that I have my business. They told me to prioritize which days I want to have unavailable And even that felt so good because I was like, oh, I'm actually not giving up anything. I'm just for a season focusing on some different intentions and goals. And for me, a, I guess a financial one is to pay off some debts that I have and to have some savings and to just build up a little more wiggle room because I've been operating very, very lean, very like paycheck to paycheck vibes, which is, you know, is okay to even have a paycheck to even have support right now is massive um but it will be nice to have some more wealth that i don't yeah have to feel so ah about but anyway so this whole thing day jobs right i am an advocate for both quitting and for staying and i think if you're in the position where you currently have a day job and you're feeling that kind of pull or you show up to work and you're like I don't want to be here that is a time that's probably the time to start evaluating um and even before you get to that space I encourage everyone to look at the job that you currently have like your day job freelancing clients in your business whatever and actually ask yourself like do I like what I'm doing Like, does this bring me any sort of, like, energy? Do I feel good at work? Or does work at least feel easy? Does work stress me out? Does work impact my mental health? Because I think there's a lot of different kinds of day jobs. Because if you can find the beautiful day job, like, I guess, the one that I've got now, where it's just a little bit of time out of your week, You can go there, do your shift and leave. Like you leave everything at the door. You don't have to worry about like office politics or things that can go wrong. I guess essentially like a key element of this is not being (laughs) higher up. So if you're just a cog and I mean that in a loving way, like there's less chance to like have to deal with all of the workplace drama. 
because I say this coming from previously working at or working in a small business where there was only like five or six of us and it was non-stop drama and I have such a vivid memory of meeting my stepmom for lunch one day and just like crying because I just didn't want to go back to work I was just so exhausted and I was like I don't I can't do it anymore I can't be there it's just so fucking toxic it's terrible it's breaking me down and I ended up leaving quite soon after and it was one of those times where I was like I this is rubbish like this is genuinely impacting my mental health my physical health too like I would feel that dread in my gut when I woke up on Sunday um, Monday mornings and when I went to bed on Sunday nights like just absolutely dreading work I would wake up and think of any way that I could get out of going but at the end of the day I needed to (laughs) still have an income and that meant I kept going until I kind of made a pact with myself because I quit I think in November Um, I don't remember what year, but I quit and I told myself, you can leave as soon as you've got any kind of job. So that was like when they were hiring Christmas casuals. So I found a job at La Visa, which I do not recommend you work for. Even if you're desperate, don't do it because it's such a terrible, toxic, like just psychotic work environment, even as a casual. Um, and also they completely lied to me about the amount of hours I would get. Uh, I barely got any shifts, but I had that, I guess, some kind of safety net and I, well, at least I thought so like, I, oh, I had another job to go to. So I guess from that perspective, like if I reflect back, that job in particular was just bad for me. Like it was just bad and I look back on it and I (laughs) feel like I really have suppressed a lot of trauma and just kind of try to laugh it off because it was just like my memory is really blank for a lot of it and I think I've done that on purpose as a survival and protective mechanism so I don't have to relive that shit because it was bad Um, but that was also the time that I brought rust into the world so there are some good elements that I got from it and I learned a lot of skills in terms of what not to do when it comes to running a business, looking after clients, workflows, projects, everything. It was a a big fat like fast track of what not to do. So with that job it was even though and I guess I forgot to mention that that was my dream job. That was a job that I literally like think what you want about manifestation but I manifested it and that I was doing like all of the steps to actively manifest this job into my reality and I got it I went to the interview and I was so excited it was exactly what I was looking for at the time and yeah it was good for like the first six to eight months and then it just went downhill so yeah it was walking away from it was hard in that respect because on paper it was great but I just knew in my body that I had to go and that I couldn't let it affect my health any more than it already was. And particularly as someone who was recovering from, I guess, I mean, I haven't been officially diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I had, there were forms of PTSD and definitely my nervous system was shot to shit. And I was learning to take care of it and kind of get it back to a normal 
setting, but that working environment didn't help. And now I can look back on that and say, yeah, wow, I was really trying to do all of these things to like bring more peace and calm, but I was never going to get anywhere near that whilst working there. So in that instance, if you're experiencing a work environment like that, where you feel in your body that it is bad, like you dread going there and it's not even like a, it's not a dread of like, oh, I could be doing so many better things with my time. It's that physical, like you just, your body is yelling at you. Just please don't go. Don't put us in this situation. It's not worth it. Don't do it. And that's your survival instinct saying, no, run. So if that's the feeling that you are experiencing, you know, more than once a week, even once a week, like you shouldn't even feel that at work. That's the thing. We've been conditioned to be like, oh, you should be grateful that you have a job. But capitalism has fed us the lie that work is worth our mental health and it's not. So I know that it can be really hard to leave those jobs, especially when you rely on that income. But I really do, if you're in that space, I encourage you to get out as soon as you can. Even if that means taking a job that's like below your skill level or not in an industry you would expect, like, it's worth it. It's every single time, it's worth it. Like, for lack of a better phrase, like, please swallow your pride, protect your mental health and leave. No one is going to think lesser of you if you leave that toxic place like and if they ever question you just say you don't know how it was it was it was bad it was a bad situation and I had to get myself out and you don't even need to explain it if you don't want to because I know that (laughs) recounting work situations can also be very traumatic too so yeah if you're in that situation my advice will always be to leave even if that means you know you have to move back in with family or you have to go and take a casual job or yeah work somewhere that you normally wouldn't or whatever it may be like even if you have to go and you know you have to go on government support if that's available to you in your country like I, I really advocate for that as well because you need to look after you and you need to make decisions that are going to help you better get better and get into a place where you feel good and when you feel good you can create more as well so it's And then the more you create, the more you share, you're uplifting the world and it's a beautiful cycle, but we can't share our magic unless we're feeling mentally well or consistently well. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, (sighs) you know what I mean. Um, So that's one (laughs) scenario. And then the second is if you have a day job and you don't really, you don't love it, but you don't hate it, you know, you kind of feel indifferent about it, you're like, yeah, whatever, like, it's not what I want to be doing, but it's fine for now. If that's the case, and you don't have any, like, physical sensations, like, pulling you away from it, and if you can just go there and get work done, and it doesn't really bother you, like, you can kind of stay out of all of the the drama, or perhaps you're in a drama-free environment, perhaps you're just working from home, If it's that job where you just feel indifferent, but you know it's not your end goal, then that's great. Like, I think that's a good space to be in because at the end of the day, our work is like such a small part of our lives. It should be such a small part. It should be a small part of your personality. 
like so many of us use how we work, how much we work, what we do as like a badge of honor and like, oh, look at me. I'm a lawyer. Look at me. I'm a business owner. But actually, I don't really give a fuck about that. Who the hell are you behind the title? Like, what is your essence? Are you kind to people? Are you generous? Are you funny? Are you warm? Like, are you a good person? Like, that is way more interesting than what you do to make money or bring money into your life. So, yeah, if you're in that space where your job's just like, yeah, whatever, don't really, don't really have any strong feelings about it. Um, and you're not feeling that, I guess, urgency to get out, then I would encourage you to take some time and ask yourself, like, okay, what is my goal with being here? Like, what is the point to me being here? And I guess I frame this question speaking to artists and creatives because for many of us, we have that desire to do our art and create our art and sell our art full time. If you don't, if you actually enjoy having a day job and keeping your art and your work separate, then you already know. Like if that's if, that, if that's your jam, if that's what feels good for you, then you don't have to worry about it. You just keep your job for as long as you enjoy it. And if it gets to a point where that job pisses you off, but you still enjoy that steady income, then that's the time to move on to a new one. And it's up to you whether or not you want to squirrel away some money and apply while you're still working there or just quit and have a break and then go back to work. Like there's lots of different scenarios and I think at the moment, particularly with COVID, our mental health is on a lot having a lot more of a strain on it than usual. So there's a lot more of us that genuinely need that rest. We need the pause. So if that's you right now and you're like, actually I like my job or I like the industry I'm in, but I just need a fucking break. Like I just I need a time out then if you've got the financial means to do so, I really encourage you to do that. And if you don't, then perhaps that's something you look at saving for so you can have that break, even if it's, you know, a few weeks or a month or two because ugh, it's just, yeah, we really do need that pause. We really need, do need to stop. But yeah, I fully empathize that it's, it's not always possible. I'm just going to have a sip of water. So yeah, as I was saying... If you're an artist who does want to go full-time with their work some point in the the near future and you do have a day job that you're indifferent about, I would encourage you to take to your journal and ask yourself, write down, where would I like to be in six months' time? Where would I like to be in 12 months? And this isn't necessarily a goal like that you have to work towards to hit. It's just opening up that inquiry and that connection to self to say, what would I like to do? Because so, so much of the time we don't even ask ourselves, like, what do I want? What do I desire? What would feel good for me? So even just asking, yeah, that question of what do I want to be doing in six months? Where would I like to be? How would I like to feel? What does my work situation look like? And just seeing what comes through. And, you know, you might find like, hey, actually, I'm very happy with where I am right now. I have a good balance. I enjoy the steady income and I can invest back into my art without any financial stresses. Or you might say, I am grateful for my job, but I'm feeling like it's time to go. And I'd love to, in six months, be self-employed full-time. So if that's what comes through, then you have that 
intention that you can set like okay my intention is for the end of 2021 I will be full-time with my art how can I make that happen what can I do what revenue streams do I have to open up how many paintings or books do I have to sell how many mentors mentoring sessions or courses or whatever it may be and actually have a look at like how you're going to build up those income streams but on the flip side you'll still have likely still have your day job during that time and you can prioritize saving and then I guess the other option I wanted to touch on was if you have a day job which I kind of already covered like you might have a day job and you might also have your art practice and you genuinely enjoy both of them like they both fulfill you in different areas they fulfill different parts of your purpose as an ever-evolving being and you are genuinely genuinely content doing both and you don't feel the need to focus on one or the other at this time you're happy to let them both flow together so if you're in that stage then just keep doing what you're doing like if you feel good then go for it like you don't actually need to get rid of your day job it's perfectly okay just to keep it like there there is such like a prejudice around people who are still quote-unquote working for the man but you know what some of us have very fulfilling day jobs that we genuinely love and if we genuinely love that work and it lights us up and it inspires us and it helps others then we shouldn't have to give that up like our art and those fulfilling jobs can coexist together and that can just lead to a really abundant exciting life so there's three of I guess the main parks that I see artists come into and then of course there are the ones who might not have a job right now um and you know that's I guess a space where you can decide like okay am I gonna just go all in with my art or do I want to look at a day job to support me or do I just want to press pause on both like any of those options is completely valid um but yeah I hope hearing those different perspectives helped a little bit I wanted to kind of share those different options because I know there's so many other variants and so many like intersections come into this conversation I mean if you have kids that's going to be a big thing if you are sharing the bills with other people another big consideration if you are chronically ill or you have a disability that's all other stuff that is going to impact your decision so it's not it's never going to be a black and white like yep let's go or no let's stay or whatever like sometimes it's very obvious what you need to do or what will be good for you to do but in reality a lot of us have to wait like if we don't have the savings and we don't have the financial like backers like you know partners or family members who can hold us up while we leave a toxic job and sometimes we do have to stick it out and that's really shitty and if you're going through that at the moment I have just the deepest empathy and love for you because I've been there and yeah I left that toxic job with no savings <laughs> so it was a very tight few months before I ended up getting another job um, which worked really well it was at a, a booking call center for like tourism things and it was nice and easy and it was one of those jobs where I just went in there was no drama <laughs> I went to work answered calls made some bookings went home um, and it was I left that job 
after maybe about six or eight months um, to go full-time in Rust. And I did so when I was getting consistent work with my main client. So at the time I was copywriting and I had a client that I would work full-time for for three days a week. Not full-time, but three full days a week. Um, Initially, it was just a project for like three months and then it expanded into regular work. And then once I had that regular work for a few months... I felt confident enough to leave. In hindsight, I guess I did this and then I fucking moved to Melbourne like four months after going full time. And I did not have any savings. And if I could offer any piece of advice as a non-financial advisor, it would be to save some money. Please learn from my mistakes. Give yourself that beautiful cushion, that lovely, glorious safety net to soothe you because there is nothing more stressful than an interstate move during or right before a pandemic when you don't have any savings I mean I drove down during the bushfires and that was a thing in itself and setting up a whole new life a whole new house whatever even removal of that I wish I'd had more savings anyway so that I could just build up my savings because I don't have any and I really wish that I did I mean I'm not old I'm only 26 but I would love to have you know be on my way to a house deposit or a holiday or whatever I have a few different intentions around that but yeah at the moment I don't have that and I know a lot of people are like oh well businesses take a few years to be profitable but I also think that my financial decisions have impacted where I am right now and that's okay like I've learned to fully completely love accept and forgive myself for where I was and trusting and knowing that I was doing the best I could at the time with the tools and knowledge that I had available to me but now I know better I can reflect and learn (laughs) from those um not even mistakes but those choices so yeah if you're in the space where you're feeling that call to go full time and work for yourself. I am so excited for you. I I love it so much. Like I'm so, so glad that I did it. And even to me at the time, I remember thinking like, I'd rather have no savings and just have full trust in myself than dragging my feet. So I got to the point where I was dragging my feet at the day job, even though there was nothing wrong with it. I just had that. It wasn't a dread, but it was like a a drag. (laughs) So I guess that's like a little subsection between like the indifference and the toxic workplace is the drag. Um, And if you're in the drag state, you're like, I just can't. I got nothing to give. I just can't be fucked going to this workplace anymore. That's probably (laughs) the time where you look at leaving or you look at putting a plan in place to get the hell out of there. Um, Because as you know, I'm such a big believer in energy and working with your personal energy. So if yours is just constantly draining from work, then you're not going to have any to give to your art. And if you're only working in this job for your art, then what the fuck is the point? Like go and get a new job or like go full time or go and do something else. Like we always have options. Um, Like I said, it doesn't mean we can do them straight away. It doesn't mean that there aren't without consequences or sacrifices. But for me, when I left my day job, sacrificing that extra income was worth it for me. And I also want to point out that I was making good money. I like the money that I was making. I think I was, I think I was making about, 
not a huge amount, but it was about five grand a month through Rust, just under, um, from that client and some other projects. It was, yeah, around five grand a month. And oh my God, I spent that so irresponsibly. But that is another story. Um, and then I was also making money from my day job. So I was rolling in it. Fucks me what I spent it on. But yeah, so I was at that space where I was consistently earning. That was more money than I'd ever earned in my life before. On like a fortnightly basis, two grand a fortnight was huge for me. Um, yeah, more than two grand, closer to three, I guess, with my day job. So yeah. I was in a space where I had been and I was working with that client and knew that there was work for the foreseeable future um, and I felt confident enough just to be able to rely on that. So that was what I did and I don't regret it but I do wish that I'd t- taken some of that money and saved it, especially since <laughs> since COVID and I've learned how lean I can I can live and still feel joyful and fulfilled and for the most part at peace like yeah there's plenty of things that I would love to buy but I've never I've never gone without during this whole pandemic and I am really fucking grateful for that like I haven't had to take out any loans I haven't gone you know I don't have an uh what's it called a mortgage so that's another consideration like I also have someone to split the bills with and you know as my partner James can kind of pick up the slack if I need him to and I've done it for him like it's it's one of those things where you have backup so yeah there's lots to take into consideration um if you're making this decision I know this is a longer episode but there's so much to say I know I'm not going to cover everything but I just wanted to share some different perspectives because yeah I've been in all of these different every like seat that I've mentioned every job situation I've been in them at some point in my life I've done so many different types of jobs as well. Um, (laughs) So I get it. So I did have a couple of questions that I wanted to briefly touch on. Um, And one of them actually wasn't a question, but one of my beautiful community members mentioned that she was, I believe without revealing too much, she needed to, she wanted to go like not be full-time in her job anymore so she could focus more on her, mental health and her art so she went part-time so still in the same job same hours same all of the things not same hours same like (laughs) times of day but less hours per week and um she shared that it was the best of both worlds because she can still cover all of her bills but then she also gets more than half the week for her creative freedom and I think that is such a great move and I encourage you, especially like in my mind, I guess, while I was saying all of that, I was I was thinking about people already in part-time or casual roles. But if you're full-time, that is the best thing that you can do. Drop down to part-time. See how you're feeling with that, especially with a different income. And then you'll get that feeling of like, okay, <laughs> is this okay? Is my art supplementing the loss? And also like, can I like accommodate for myself if I do have slower months like it sucks but as artists we do need to have a really good handle on our money and again that is a whole other conversation which I'll definitely cover hopefully with a guest um yeah I'll just have a sip and then we'll wrap up these questions and the episode so thank you for hanging in there 
Oh dear. I'm having lemon water and the lemon is like really, it's not even sour. It's just off. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was a really good point that I, I'm glad that she mentioned. If you're full time and you're feeling the pull, drop down to part time and see how that feels. Because it might just be that little bit of extra space in your week might be all you need right now. Like sometimes we think, oh, it'd be so great to have like to work in my business or work in my art full time. But if you come from a place where you've built up your business or built up your art practice or freelancing, whatever it may be, whilst also working a day job (laughs) or studying, whatever it may be, you are used to like, I guess, playing Tetris with your life and playing Tetris with your time. So when you actually have a lot more free time, it can, I know I experienced this for a while, like, you're like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I've got all this extra time. And then you actually start feeling guilty if you're not constantly creating, which again, a whole other conversation. But that is something that I know a lot of artists experience when they transition into working for themselves full time. And that's establishing a whole rhythm. And yeah, that's a whole thing to it. But yeah, sometimes it actually stimulates us, especially if you thrive with a little bit of pressure or a little bit of a time crunch deadline then having that day job to yeah play tetris around can actually support you (laughs) which sounds strange but it it does and i've definitely experienced that too um but yeah it just depends how long it is sustainable and feels good for you for that's the other thing you're allowed to change your mind (laughs) if it works for a year then you're allowed to change it you might find you want to go back to full-time. You might find that you want to go to casual. You might find that you get a different job altogether. You might find that you go full-time in your art. Like there are so many different options and it really does come down to what makes me feel good? Do I feel safe? Do I feel secure? Am I constantly stressed out? Because money stress is a whole fucking thing. It is, it is huge. Like out of all of the things in my life, Over the past 18 months, money has been my biggest stressor. And it, yeah, it can really gnaw at you. So, yeah, I encourage you to not, as hard as it is, like compare and look at everyone else and be like, oh, well, we started our business at the same time and they're going full time and I haven't yet. Like, or I had to take a job, a day job after I went full time and tune into your body and say does this feel does this decision feel good for me because hopefully you made your decision with your body in the first place if you're vibing with your human design chart um and then you can check in again and say hey how does this feel in my body i know this is what everyone else is doing but how does this decision feel for me because at the end of the day they don't have to live your life (laughs) they don't have to live with your decisions so they like essentially they're irrelevant like all of the beautiful advice and opinions even this podcast it's irrelevant because at the end of the day it's what you decide and what you choose to do and you can always change your mind so one of the questions was how to know when to quit sustainably so that is a really good question because again in hindsight I would have done it a little bit differently I would have saved three months worth of comfortable wages and business expenses at least 
So I used to see that and think, oh, it's that just, you know, that'll, that's fine. But I don't think it's necessary. But now I really do encourage you just for that safety. Because I've really learned that if we don't feel safe and secure, then it just impacts everything. And yeah, you can feel safe and secure in your body when not like in relation to money. But money buys all of the things that we need to like thrive, right? You know what it buys, our fucking roofs over our head, electricity, gas, internet, food, hot water, heating, all of that stuff that we actually need to be just okay, let alone thrive. So money is important. And at least in this paradigm, (laughs) until we move fully into the new one, money is still important. Um, So when to quit sustainably, I would recommend to, again, it's not very sexy, but my Capricorn sun and moon are telling you to write down every single thing that you spend money on right now. Go through your bank accounts, your credit card transactions, whatever you're using, afterpay, everything, and look at how much you're spending separate those into expenses that you like are reoccurring that you're always going to have that could include your debt payments too and then also look at the ones that are for fun because fun is still important and then I would see okay is there a monthly average how much am I spending how much am I saving is there anything left over like and also just like this is a big thing to look at your money habits and actually see where you're at is very vulnerable (laughs) so you might feel a lot of resistance But if you're wanting to go full-time with your art and your business, then this is what you got to do. You have to take responsibility and take a hard look and just give yourself so much love when you do look. Because I know it's very, very tempting to criticize ourselves and be like, what the fuck have I been doing? I'm so shit at money. But actually, there's so much to it. There is so much. But for a very general (laughs) piece of advice, yeah, look at those reoccurring expenses look at the fun money look at your business expenses too tally them all up and say okay that's one month times three and then have that in savings so that you know and then when you do go full-time avoid touching it for as long as possible um and then you might listen to that say actually six months would make me feel better and again it, it does come down to as well how much you've got saved already like how much you're currently earning in your day job will also dictate how fast you can save that too because I know some of my jobs like even the idea of saving for like a thousand dollar holiday was gonna take a while (laughs) so yeah it, it does take time um so I guess that comes down to seeing which which space you're in in terms of your relationship with your job um so yeah, I would rec- I really do recommend the three months and have that just squirreled away, maybe even in a high interest account so it can just gain you that little bit of extra, extra loveliness. Um, and I would also recommend to look at how you can hit that, though, that monthly amount um, with your business or your art. So how many things do you have to sell or paint or whatever make facilitate whatever to start hitting that on a regular basis and also how have you been doing in the past because I know it can be very tempting to go before 
you have that physical evidence of like, yeah, I've made this many, I've made this much, this much per month for this many months. So I, I feel confident or fairly content that I'll be okay. Whereas if you haven't actually really made any money from your business yet or not in a sustainable like growth or not enough to cover you, then it might not be time yet. There's nothing wrong with that either. Like growing a business takes time, especially right now. Like we don't have the full mental capacity that we used to because we've got so much shit going on in the world. And we're also all healing from the collective trauma of the last 18 months. So shit is moving slower than usual for a lot of us. Not everyone, but most of us. So yeah, I just, I really hope you can give yourself some compassion, have a look at your, your spending, have a look at your budget and go from there and look at it as a really empowering thing as well. Like, look what I'm doing for myself. Like, this is really cool. And instead of like, because this is what I used to have, think about saving, like, oh, it just seems silly. Like, I'd rather just buy the things I want instead of saving for something that I don't know that I will want when I've saved for it. Like, that is such a warped view. <laughs> um, but this is why I don't own a house. <laughs> so, yeah, I would really look at, like, Perhaps that's writing down or doing a voice note um, why you're saving that money. Like what will that safety net of finances give gift you in the near future? And whether that's feelings, whether that's experiences, whether that's, you know, opportunities, whatever that may be, and really hold that. Because I know sometimes it can be so boring saving money. Like you want to live. You want to do the little things. Like, Yeah. So I hope that helped. Um, it is hard, but I, I, yeah, I would always recommend to have more than you think you'll need just so that you are covered and that you don't get yourself into those stressful situations where you're like, holy fuck, this bill's due and I don't know how I'm going to pay it. Because that feeling, it really does trigger that fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. And I've had that feeling so many times money and not money related and it is it's just horrible it's not good for your body so yeah i hope that helped um i've got one more question and then i will wrap up thank you for taking the time to listen i yeah i wanted to try and make this as robust and full of information and options for you um so the last one is i'm phasing myself out but i want it to happen sooner i want to go full-time sooner do you have any ideas for income slash ease of money worries yeah so I've definitely been there that uh, what's the word not impatience but that feeling of like oh it's almost like restlessness is how I would describe it like like, it's time to go like I'm so done here like I got nothing left to give it's not giving me anything and I'm ready um so one thing I would recommend and this goes for like any artist with a day job is to look at your day job as a cash cow. <laughs> I should have started with this because that's the phrase that's been running around my head since I decided to film or record this episode. Look at your day job as a cash cow. That one little bit of advice completely changed my relationship with work. Because when you look at it as a cash cow, like this is this, like this thing that gets to help me live my most abundant, exciting, creative life. So 
I mean, if it's a toxic job, it's not going to help it. But for a lot of other jobs where we're just like, this isn't, this isn't my dream. When you start looking at it as a cash cow and you're having that gratitude for the wealth that that um, business or workplace is giving you, you really, again, not every time, but most times you'll feel less resentful towards it because you can start looking at it as like, oh, okay, great. I've got a shift today and I'm going to earn this much and then I'm going to be able to put this much money towards my savings so I can be on track for my goal of leaving in two months. So when you start looking at it like that and perhaps if you're like got a lot of that ambitious or like you love a list like me, um, it can be really helpful to write it all down. Write down every shift and how much money you're going to be able to put away to go full time in your business or even just with the money that you're making, where does that get to go? And like having that physically written down and say, wow, look at all the ways that this job is helping me invest in my life and my well-being and my fun and my joy, my pleasure. Like that's really cool. Um, but in terms of like easing the money worries, it's for me, it's really helped like with embodiment work to feel safe in my body because I learned this year that if I you know take away all of the all of the worries that I have about the future the near future like even tomorrow future if I just focus on here and now put my hands on my body can I feel safe in it can I have invoke that feeling of safety without money attached to it can I invoke a feeling of security and comfort without money in the equation and depending on where you're at on like your healing journey you might not be able to feel that yet and that's okay but if you're in a space where you can like leaning into that and really leaning into like I am safe in my body I am secure in my body like I am comfortable I am looked after I am supported and just those beautiful like mantras and affirmations and just seeing how that feels um, because I know that really has helped me because I realized that when a lot of the time we think of the money because you know we've been raised in a capitalist society and we think money equals happiness equals you know accomplishments equals clout whatever but when we eliminate the money or even just like I listened to this on another podcast, actually. I think it was Natalia Benson's. Um, one of her guests was saying that if you eliminate the the thing, for example, a car, what is the feeling behind wanting that car, wanting the money for that car? Freedom. Okay, so how can I feel freedom now? So again, it's a very big topic, but I just wanted to throw that in there because I know that even with if you have enough money, if you've experienced in the past like that that deep scarcity, if your family has experienced it, if it's in your in your blood, in your ancestral lineage, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to feel at ease with money even if you've got it. And that's some big fucking work. Like that is big hard work. I know that because I've been doing it and it is very exhausting. Um, but also very freeing when you do kind of get over the other side. Um, so 
yeah, that is, I guess, the e like for worries, it is really coming back to that self care and looking after yourself regardless of how much money you have like and for me that's been a lot of okay how what are the free practices that I can do to nurture my body and my mind and my soul so that I come to each day from a place of if not serenity somewhere nearby and even like looking just even looking after myself has really helped me ease the the money worries learning about how money works as well um if I would recommend teachers I would say Tori Washington her work is incredible and Natalia Benson and Melissa Bates and all of those teachers all can offer you so much in different realms of money um and they have a lot of free resources as well but in terms of ideas for income I would have a look at what you are good at and that sounds really simple but literally list down all of the things that you've got experience in that you've done in the past that you know how to do that come quite naturally to you and say okay well how can I make money from doing what I know already because a lot of the time we have these beautiful gifts that we aren't monetizing because we've never been taught to or we've been told to go down the traditional path and we didn't realize that there was another option to like slugging it away at uni for like six, 10 years. So yeah, I would really take stock because you'd be quite surprised. Like that's how I got into copywriting. I didn't even know it was a thing. And then someone um, at work was like, well, you're a good writer. So you know that like, and you're doing copywriting for us, you know, you can do it and make money yourself. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I'd never heard of it before. So you might have one of those beautiful gifts or skills that you're like, oh, I didn't actually realize I could make money from that. And whether that be setting up a new offering in your business or you find another business that could use a hand with that or you could use those skills in another job or like online freelance work, like yeah, that's where I would start. I know that's not going to be like an instant cash grab, um, but that's the advice that I've um, most resonated with. So I've had that advice from other teachers and business owners that I look up to as well. And that's how they built their success, by doing the things that come easy to them and that they enjoy and creating things so that they can teach. So that's another option is, I do you want to teach what you know? Or do you want to be in a support capacity or do you want to be offering it and doing it for others? So that will kind of lead you in different directions as well. Okay, I need some water. I can't believe I've been talking for 50 minutes. That is amazing. Okay. Ugh, that water's gross. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I fully acknowledge that my answers may not have been helpful. And if they weren't, if you're one of those beautiful people who reached out, please drop me a DM um, and then we can brainstorm together. I actually have ideas sessions that I forget to promote all the time, but I have ideas sessions for Russ and basically they're 30 minutes of me and you. You come to me with some things that you need help with and I give you ideas for them. And it's just like, bang, bang, bang. Have you tried this? Have you tried this? What about this? What about this? 
give you like shitloads of ideas and you can go away and take what feels good and build and work on them and then if you need more help you can book a mentoring session but I wanted to throw that out there because that's available um so it's not so much the mindset and like the like rituals and those types of things it's literally like I need some ideas (laughs) I will pay Viv and she will give me some um so yeah that's available but also if you are feeling the pull to go full-time with your business or take your art to the next level start selling your magic I have a live course called build your creative business and we're actually beginning the next round on August 9th so that's like what 10 days away it is a live course it's a group container there is a maximum of seven seats and I will be guiding you through the foundations of building your creative business for those five weeks and it's yeah I love the course so much um it's a mixture of there's workbooks there's bonus videos there's creative conversations with other successful business owners like creative business owners um and then also we have a private whatsapp and we have weekly community calls and those calls go for about two hours a week and that's where we really go deep and we share and we get some shit sorted or we give each other options and we hold space and connect and it's just beautiful so yeah if that sounds good um i'll link it in the show notes as i record this there's still four seats left um and enrollments are open right up until we begin so plenty of time if you have any questions feel free to drop me a dm on instagram yeah it is very helpful there's plenty of testimonials and every single person goes away with something and a lot of the time they end up doing things that they didn't expect to get done so quickly or they just have these beautiful like little light bulb moments or shifts they're like oh I didn't even know that was an option for me and then another fun part is that I always like to teach them about human design and their beautiful unique energy and yeah so there's some structured content but the majority of the experience is moving with the flow of the energy of the group and the needs of each individual creative in there so yeah if you want to join us please do I would be honored to have you otherwise yeah message me if you have any questions as always if you have any thoughts from this episode that you want to kind of like bounce ideas off um, my dms are here as well Otherwise, you're welcome to drop a review on iTunes, Apple, um, if that feels good, if you found this useful. Otherwise, thank you for listening. I appreciate you gifting me 53 minutes of your time, probably like 55 with the intro. Um, And yeah, you're amazing. I hope wherever you are, this has helped you in a little way. And if not, that's okay, Jay. I know that not all the advice we hear is relevant for us and actually I think the most powerful thing we can do is get to a space where we can listen to a person's yeah guidance or advice or teachings and say "Mm, that I understand where they're coming from but that's not for me like there is so much power in that so if you're (laughs) listening to this episode and you're like Viv that's just not you're just not hitting it for me like that's okay and I'm actually so glad that you are aware of that like that is awesome um but otherwise I'm gonna wrap it up there thank you thank you thank you I will see you again next week on Venus Day have a beautiful weekend 